This is a Federal News Network podcast. A few dozen employees at the Office of Personnel Management say they're being reorganized into new functions. Now, normally that might not be such a big deal, but the impacted employees say they're suspicious about the kind of work they'll be doing and who they'll be working with. We get the latest from Federal News Network's Nicole Grisco. Nicole, what is going on with these realignments? Because everybody's suspicious of everything these days when it comes to OPM. They sure are. And Tom, the realignments themselves are a little curious. And the just bear with me on some of the names here uh, involved with some of these reorganizations. So the American Federation of Government Employees, which represents employees uh, at OPM, found out maybe two weeks ago now that a few dozen, about 22 bargaining unit employees would be moved around within the agency. And specifically, the people involved are employees who work in what's called the Federal Data Solutions Group that was formerly part of the CIO's office. They're now moving to the Human Capital Data Management and Modernization Group within OPM. Is that a newly created thing? So the Human Capital Data Management and Modernization Group was formerly known as the HR line of business, and that's pretty well known or was pretty well known within OPM. Um, So the Federal Data Solutions Group moving to this Human Capital Data Management Group, essentially. There's another office that's involved as well, and that is the Office of Strategy Innovation. They do many things, but probably what they're most known for is the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey that goes out every year, or it usually goes out every year. And some individuals within that office will be moving around as well. So the office's data analysis group will also go into that human capital data management group. And then there's a data strategic analysis group, which is going to an entirely other place altogether. So all told, about 22 bargaining unit employees that are impacted. However, AFGE says, you know, they have several issues with this. You know, one, they say that the 22 employee estimate doesn't include some of the vacant positions that they know are part of these functions. And as we know, Tom, and as we've reported over the past really year or so, OPM has been losing a lot of talent either to retirements, to different agencies, as just kind of the uncertainty around this merger, you know, has persisted for the past year or so. So that's part of the issue. The other part of the issue is how employees were really told about this, which, according to the union, was they weren't. The union told the employees that they would be moving to different functions in different groups. The agency did not. And there's also some disagreement about whether work functions will change, their responsibilities will change, and who they will report to, if that all will change as well. And these people weren't also told they will be moving to the GSA building or anything like that. Well, no, but we'll get to GSA, I think, in a second here. Yeah, because these sound like, all right, so people are reassigned, then uh, why do the union and OPM disagree? Or what's the point of contention here? So the contention is there's disagreement about what these changes really mean for the employees. The agency in informing the union about this reorganization says that any changes that would occur to the employees' day-to-day work are really going to be minimal here. And therefore, they have no reason to bargain with the union over these changes. The union, however, disagrees because after talking to the employees 
impacted by these moves, they have realized, again, according to the union, that the employees will be put into a working group with others from the General Services Administration, and they will be working on OPM GSA initiatives. One of them includes the New Pay Initiative, which, you know, we've heard about over the past year or so as well, Tom. Yeah, so we're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. So the suspicion of that merger, which Congress has proscribed and which the administration has been pushing for, it sounds like at the fundamental level, the union and I guess the employees feel that this is a backdoor way to make that happen. The merger. I think that's a that's a spot on description, I think, of what's going on, at least from the employee and union perspective. OPM cannot physically lift and shift its employees to the General Services Administration. This question of how employees could actually go to GSA has been around this entire merger debate. And and as we've learned for the past year or so, they really can't just move employees to a different agency. It doesn't work that way. So instead, they either have to really go through the process of letting employees go and then rehiring them at GSA, which is a whole process, or they have to find some other way to do it. And again, these OPM employees who are moving to different functions, they're not going to become GSA employees, at least not yet anyway. But I think they feel that they're being moved in a direction that, as you described, Tom, it sort of skirts around some of the congressional roadblocks that lawmakers have put up to the OPM-GSA merger. Because as you describe these groups, they do have a thematic connection. They're all data-related, data analytics-related, and so forth. And I guess that's GSA would consider that one of its fortes, that kind of service. Right. These are people who are in charge of, for example, if there is a new pay and leave system that might need to go into effect, they're the ones that would be writing those data codes and putting the pay system physically in place. That's the kind of work they do. And, you know, as I heard from the union, a lot of these employees are GS-13s and 14s. They've been at OPM for years. They're maybe close to retirement age, but not quite there yet. And so this is, you know, posed another sort of sense of uncertainty for them because they feel like they're being moved around. They don't have much say in the matter. And they're not quite sure what exactly will change for them on a day-to-day basis. In speaking to the AFGE local president, her name is Marlo Bryant Cunningham, she told me she was off the other day, but she was still getting emails and text messages from these employees saying, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing today. I'm suddenly getting an email from a coworker who used to just be a coworker who's now my acting supervisor. Just a lot of confusion and uh, I think anxiety among some of the employees here. So this one is worth watching then? I think it is. And I think it's worth watching just based on, you know, again, Tom, we reported earlier this week, the administration uh, opposes some of the provisions that Congress put in place in an uh, omnibus spending bill directed at the OPM GSA merger. Again, a lot of uncertainty around this merger. And any signs yet the union will file, say, a grievance or some way to try to stop this from happening? Yeah, the union is going to file a grievance. They said as much, and they know that the agency will fight back against that grievance, and the FLRA will also fight back against that grievance. And they acknowledge here that they don't have much recourse, I think, in this reorganization. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. 
Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.